Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Jeff Grammer with the Albuquerque Journal, and you are listening to episode 20 now of the Talking Grammar podcast. It's true. Your ears do not deceive you. The podcast is back. It's been a while. I know it has. But as I record this on Tuesday night, actually early Wednesday morning, the college basketball season is upon us. It actually got started last night around the country. About 140 games or so were played. And on Wednesday night, the UNM Lobo basketball team starts its season in the pit against Eastern New Mexico University. For those that don't know, my primary beat with the Albuquerque Journal is covering Lobo basketball, and this podcast will primarily focus on the Lobos. It won't be exclusively on the Lobos. I'll be touching on some other subjects and and topics throughout the season, but primarily what I try and bring for this podcast, for those that need a refresher or those who are new to the podcast, I try and bring you some conversations with players, coaches, people around the program you might not hear otherwise, that you might not get just by reading our daily coverage in the in the print edition of the Albuquerque Journal or online at AB qjournal.com slash sports. This is enhancement of that coverage. There's a lot more to what I do on a daily basis that uh, I think the readers would be interested to hear. And sometimes those conversations are out of practice. Sometimes they're in a noisy airport. This is not an in-studio recorded, high-end equipment around me kind of deal. Sometimes there's background noise, and I apologize for that. I will do my best to kind of clean it up as best I can. But this is more about trying to bring to you readers, and, and in this case listeners, a little bit more from the Lobo basketball beat than you get just by re- just from reading the stories. So that's where we're at. As the season starts, this Lobo basketball team has a lot of expectations. On the back end of this podcast, I will do a quick refresher, just a quick rundown on some preseason expectations for the Mountain West Conference and the Lobo basketball team, although those polls came out a couple weeks ago. We'll do a quick refresher now that the season's about to start. But what this podcast, the primary part of this podcast is, is a conversation I had with two players who are the leaders of this year's Lobo basketball team, the elected captains, the unlikely elected captains, if you ask me, of this program. And it's 23-year-old Jaquan Lyle and 23-year-old Carlton Bragg. In the class of 2015, the recruiting class of 2015, these are two of the most recruited players in the country. If anybody would have said then that these two players would not only still be playing basketball, in the 1920 college basketball season, but they'd be teammates in Albuquerque, New Mexico, of all places. Nobody would have ever believed it because there's just no way to have predicted the paths that they've been on. Jaquan, for those that don't know, was now part of the now infamous Louisville escort scandal that brought some NCAA sanctions and ultimately led to the to the bringing down of Rick Pitino as coach there. He didn't go to Louisville, obviously. He ended up signing at one point with Oregon, didn't play there, played two years starting guard, starting point guard at Ohio State, and then he transferred to New Mexico. He sat out a year for NCAA transfer rules, and then he blew out his Achilles on the second official practice of last season, had to miss another year. So his wait's been a long one. He is 100% health-wise, 100% back. He does admit he still has a little bit of conditioning to catch up on, but he says he's 100% healthy and ready to play. His path to Albuquerque, very unlikely. But so, too, is that of Carlton Bragg. He was a McDonald's All-American in high school out of the Cleveland area, went to Kansas, played two seasons with the Jayhawks, never really met the expectations, the, the lofty expectations that they had for him in Lawrence. He had an incident where at one point he was arrested and charged with uh, with assault of a woman that not only did those charges eventually get dropped in a couple days or a couple days after he was arrested once video surveillance came out the woman who accused him actually got charged with instigating the entire thing he didn't like how the fans and and people around the program kind of turned on him so quickly when he was denying that it ever happened and then he was vindicated and the video surveillance showed that 
and he had another incident, and it led to his departure from Kansas. Things just never worked out there. He had a brief stay at Arizona State, never actually ended up playing for the Sun Devils. Now, much like Jaquan Lyle, the unlikely final college basketball landing spot for Carlton Bragg is Albuquerque, New Mexico. And the two 23-year-old roommates, who were voted by their teammates to be team captains this year, are now tasked with ending the longest NCAA or NIT tournament drought in the modern era of Lobo basketball. That's when Bob King took over the program in 1962. Lobo basketball has not gone five seasons prior without an NIT or an NCAA tournament. They are now on a five-year stretch. It started with the Craig Neal era and the downfall there. The first two years of the Paul Weir coached era hasn't changed that, but this year's team has the talent. Now, a power, a non-power conference program, a non-power conference school like UNM, it's very difficult anymore to make the NCAA tournament. Statistics have shown that for about three or four years now. But the Lobos do have a chance to be a contender, a title contender in the Mountain West Conference. Obviously, you win your conference, you get back to the NCAA tournament. But there's probably about three, maybe four teams that I think have a chance to do that out of the Mountain West. Again, we'll touch on some of that at the back end of this. For now, here's the conversation I had with Jaquan Lyle and Carlton Bragg of the Lobo basketball team. I guess let's just get get rolling. Um, there's no real reason for big introductions or anything. This is, uh, as we're recording, this is two days before the season starts. And the two guys I'm joined with today is are the two guys that are the, the elder statesmen of the team, the 23-year-old roommates, Jaquan Lyle and Carlton Bragg. And you guys, um, I guess I want to start with the path that got you guys here a little bit, and then we'll talk mostly about the season. But for those that don't know, a lot of Lobo fans already know the story by now. Um, you guys, you guys had these paths that got you here that I can't imagine five years ago when you guys were part of the same recruiting class, right? 2015, is that right? Mm-hmm. When you guys were part of the same recruiting class in 2015, nobody would have ever envisioned that not only would you guys be teammates at New Mexico, but you guys were the two guys selected to represent this team at the Mountain West Conference Media Summit, uh, last month. And, and that's, that's big. You guys aren't just, your journeys didn't just bring you here. You guys are now leaders, and I'm curious if either one of you ever thought, you know, that would be the case, that you guys would be leading a team like a New Mexico. I wouldn't say it would be the case, but I'm just blessed. And all i got to say is just, like, thank God for uh, making me be here. And this journey has been a good journey, but, you know, we have we not finished yet. We're just getting started. The journey, obviously, uh, that got you here. Um, <clears throat> we've written the story about you already, and people can go back and look at all that. There was sort of a, a time, though, that I guess there was probably a pivotal moment that you had to decide if, if basketball, if continuing this journey, was what you wanted to do or not. And uh, when you were coming here to be recruited, I remember you were on a recruiting visit. I remember seeing you sitting in the stands. Um, when he was on that visit, you told Brandon Mason something. What What did you tell him about Carlton coming on that recruiting visit? Uh, Like I said, like, it really started early when I was, I was on Twitter one day. And so, like I said, like we're both from the Midwest, so like we follow like a lot of like recruiting guys from the Midwest. And I saw like it was like Carlton Bragg leaving uh leaving Arizona State for and then like his choices like GCU, uh and like a couple other like mid major schools and I'm just like 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 a call like D Mace like immediately and was like, Yo, like Carlton Bragg is transferring, like we can't like we can't miss out on we have to get him. And like D Mace was like, Wait, like what you mean? And I was like I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know, but we gotta just figure it out. So he's like, just shoot me his number. He's like, give me his number. So like, we we obviously we knew each other, or whatever. We followed each other on social media before he even came here, just from like being in the basketball world 
And uh, I reached out to him, got his number, and I told him, like, yo, like, you got to come here. It's a great situation. And uh, I think he came on a visit, like, that weekend, and it was a done deal from there. I'm curious if you guys have ever I, – I can't remember when you answered this a couple weeks ago. Um, did you guys ever play against each other in, in the recruiting AAU uh, circuit world or anything like that? Nah, nah. How did you know he was a good player? You I just mean, knew the name? Now, yeah, I mean, it's basketball. Uh, yeah, like, you just, like, <laughs> just like, yeah, other good players, you just know other good players, and, like, you see them on social media and stuff, and, like, and like that was, like, early on, like, like our early high school careers, that's when, like, Instagram and, like, stuff was, like, really taking off. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody just always kept in top contact with, like, you know what I'm saying, other top players, because, you know what I'm saying, you, you may end up at the same school. You never know. All right, so as far as him being here, what role did – him being here, maybe not him specifically, but this was a team that already had a couple recruits from other big programs. Um, how much of that with with him and Van already being here? Played just being here. with the guys, you know, that have been been to a, uh, a top program. Um, just being there, their experience, and then just teaming up with them guys and trying to be the best we can be. I'm curious what you two right now going into this season have set aside as goals. Um, just obviously. Team goals are, are to win every game and that kind of stuff. But personally, are, are there goals that maybe people wouldn't think of, or, or is it all just basketball related? Um, me, I just want to just play 100% and like just leave it all out there, you know, and play hard all the time, you know, and just leave it out there. What about you? Do you have any goals that maybe people wouldn't think about? Um, I would just say being the best leader I can, like on and off the court a whole season. Like a lot of people question my leadership. I mean, I just feel like I have to continue to work on that every day. And, you know what I'm saying, come in with a winning mindset and just, you know what I'm saying, lead the right way. You two are roommates, right? Yeah. Um, and you two are both 23. Is that yes. right? So you guys are you guys are the old men by a lot on <laughs> some of these guys. Yeah. Um, do, do they ever give you guys a hard time about that? Nah. I mean, we're, we're probably like – everybody here probably just has like five guys that's 21 years old. It's so, true, right? So like, like, I mean, everybody like pretty much like older and like, you know what I'm saying? So like nobody like really says nothing about that. Like it doesn't really like matter, but like – you know what I'm saying? Like, we're all old. Like, we're probably one of the oldest teams in the country. So. Well, last year, Nevada's starting five was older than the Phoenix Suns starting five. <laughs> yeah. And this year, you guys are going to yeah, be pushing yeah, we probably, NBA Yeah, we probably, I'm pretty sure. We're, yeah. Like, the Suns are still pretty young. Yeah, they're so. still pretty young. You know there might saying? be some we, NBA yeah, team that has, and, and some of those yeah. guys are, are probably guys you guys know. You guys, you know, didn't just keep, you know, these circles where it was just your teams. Like, you guys have friends that are right now in the NBA. You guys grew up in the in the circuit that, that uh, has a lot of these guys. Do you guys watch the NBA much and, and see some of your old player, old friends Definitely. playing? Who, who who do you watch? Like Devon, along those lines that are like a friend um, or somebody you played with? Hornets. Yeah. Um, Devontae Graham. Okay. Point guard. And the Hornets have like three. I know one of them, Jay uh, McDaniels, is a two-way player, but the Hornets have like three former Mountain West players now, yeah, too. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know, you know James Borrego, the coach of the Hornets from Albuquerque. He went to oh. Albuquerque Academy. I know. Oh, yeah. 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 I so the coach that. of the Hornets... Um, in fact, you guys don't have to answer to this, but he was up for the job when Paul got the job. So, um, so there you go. Uh, anyway, James is the coach, uh, there of the Hornets and he's got three Mountain West guys. So you watch him a lot. Uh, anybody you watch? Yeah, I watch a lot of guys. Like a lot, it is crazy because like a lot of my homies, like a lot of my friends are like vets. Like, yeah. D'Angelo Russell, like he just signed like, you know what I'm saying? You know, a second contract, like Devin Booker, like, you know what I'm saying? Cause that, those are the type of guys that like I was around. So like you know what I'm saying, they all like vets now, and that's, well, that's like, what I'm saying. We're yeah, talking like, about yeah, you guys being exactly, vets, like exactly, you, exactly. the guys you're growing up with yeah, are, exactly. so that's are like, second that's, contract guys. Yeah, yeah that's like super crazy. Like guys, you know what I'm saying, that I came up playing with, and like let's say like I do get an opportunity to like you know what I'm saying, get to the NBA. It's like 
like they're gonna be my vet, but in reality, like we were in high school together, like on the circuit together. So like, it's just it's just weird to think about. But like CB said, like just to be able to still be able to play basketball, no matter the level, you know what I'm saying? It's a blessing. Along those lines, though, the goal hasn't changed for either one of you, you guys. Want to play basketball and collect a paycheck playing basketball at some Absolutely. point? Absolutely. Highest level NBA still on the radar. Highest or level, yeah. You guys haven't adjusted that at this point. Where are you at? Let's start health wise. Where are you at health wise? Uh. I would say I'm probably like, as far as like health, I would say 100%. Uh, like, but as far as like conditioning and like still like stamina wise, I think I, I think I would say probably about 90%. Not all the way back, like I said, like just getting like game, like game legs back, being able to like, like if I do play, you know what I'm saying, 36 minutes, or my, my shots may start coming up short at like the 28 minute mark, you know what I'm saying? So just, being able to just endurance and just stamina with my legs and just stuff like that. How much of the rehab is mental though? Uh, I think early, like early on is like all mental. Like every single thing is mental, like early on because like you don't see like with that type of injury, like you start from ground zero. So like you don't see much like progress, like the first three or four months, like you rarely see any progress just off the simple fact of like you're starting at nothing. So like, you know what I'm saying? You're doing, you're doing stuff that like, you know you should be able to do, but, like, you just physically can't, and it just sucks. So, like, you can't let, like, you know what I'm saying, that, like, dictate, you know what I'm saying, how you attack it every day. So there's nothing on the court right now where you're taking a step and still kind of wondering how it's going to feel. That part of it's gone? Yeah, or... yeah that, that, that part that part has been long gone. Okay. Yeah. Where are you at conditioning-wise, Carlton? I want to say I still got a long ways to go, but it's picking up pretty good. Um, I'm way better than where I was last year, but. Just keep keep grinding and keep working. I know you uh, when you first got here, they, he had the whole weight thing. He wanted you to drop some pounds. Um, how much were? Your, do you remember how much you weighed when you first got here? And where are you at right now? Um, I'm like, well, when I first got here, I was like around two sixty eight, two seventy. Now I'm like what two ten. And and the goal was just like two twenty five though, yes. right? Like you 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 passed yeah. that. Why why are you still going in that direction? Uh, just working, just keep working every day, and just pushing myself. You know. Uh, Getting my getting my team together. All right, let me ask you guys off the court. You guys are roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like living with one another? Are you guys good roommates? Or Definitely, you... I would say this is probably one of one of the most best roommates I've had. To be honest. What about you? Yeah, same. same Carlton's same. a good roommate. Yeah, definitely, definitely same. Fri- always in our house, refrigerators always stay stacked. Yeah, that's the house clean. That. Yeah, house like, clean. Can't, can't no, argue saying. about that. Yeah, <laughs> clean house, yeah. the fridge. That's kind of what yeah. you want. Yeah, that's that's all, that's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. Um, do you guys? How often do you guys go home and talk about basketball practice and like that, or or do you go home and say let's leave that there for now? I mean, is that what, what is, is the what is the when you guys are watching TV on the couch or something? Is it is it still talking basketball or do you try and? I mean, we still watch games together. You no, know, we just chill. We just hang out. You know, uh, we just we sometimes if it's an issue like we need to address as far as with the team, you know, we just talk about it because you know we're the captains. You know, other than that, but now we just keep it like normal. Yeah. All right, what's something about Carlton that you could <laughs> tell people that they wouldn't know? Or wouldn't believe? Tell people that they wouldn't know. As a roommate, player, friend, whatever you want. Uh, I mean, I mean, if y'all pretty much like he's the same person. Like, you know, everybody knows, you know what I'm saying? He plays the piano. You hear that uh-huh. from time to time while you're in the room. But I would say, like, the biggest thing is that he just loves music. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like all times of the day, all times of the night, music, <laughs> music for sure. Good music? Or is there sometimes. Ah. Like, well, no, it's, it's definitely all good music. Definitely all good music. But that's all I say. Like, as far as, like, if there's anything, it would be 
100% music all all day long. All right, what can you tell people about about Jaquan? Uh, he's a I want to say he's like a little chef. He makes this uh, which is the Rice Krispies little joint. You know, go crazy. <laughs> you bring him into like the whole team, or <laughs> no, 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 I can't, just the crib, just the house, just the house. I can't, can't be bringing out my little secret snacks like that. <laughs> what else? I mean, does he cook a lot? You guys cook at home a lot? Yeah, yeah. actually do. We actually do. <laughs> and I think that's why, like, we both. I think that's why we both uh, like lost a lot of weight, like early on, like. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when you're when you're a freshman and sophomore, like this your fi- first time like finally away from home. So like, you know what I'm saying? You just eat out every single night, whether right? it's at the calf, somewhere like local. Like you just eat out every single night. But like as we like grew up and like matured, you know what I'm saying? Like that's why our refrigerator is always stacked because you know what I'm saying we can both just go in there and cook something up right quick. You know what I'm saying? And so we always leave like leftovers out. You know what I'm saying for the other person if they're not home at the time. So it's cool like that. All right, one more comparison to the past and then we're going to talk about the season and this team and i'll let you guys get to practice i know we're sitting right here seeing all your teammates already putting up shots <laughs> and stuff so um compare the pit i know you haven't played a game yet in the pit but you've been around it compare the pit this atmosphere um to to where you were playing at ohio state before um i would just like i said like i said before i just think like ohio state was like more of like a like a pro arena rather than like a college arena and like i mean obviously like i think it's like that because like as a place where it's like the Shine Scene Arena where they have concerts for like Chris Browns and everybody. So I just feel like it was like more so like a college arena, college, I mean, a more of a, so like a professional like atmosphere is just like, it's like whenever it goes up, it like goes up and out to where like it's like a college arena here where it just keeps going up and up and up and it's like very steep. So I feel like everybody's on top of you, super loud, floor shaking. And then at Ohio State, it was just like, it was just a difference because like everybody's not on top of you. Like, it, like we may have, 10, 12,000 people in there, and it may be a lot of people, but the sound is just more out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Up. Exactly. So I, I would say that's the biggest thing. All right, Lawrence is a special place. I mean, <laughs> playing in the fog is different. Um, the pit's its own special place. Uh, I don't know if you want to compare the two or how they compare, but you've played in now two pretty special basketball arenas. How do they compare, if at all? Uh, I wouldn't compare the two, but I would say one one is more special than the other, and I would say this one's the pit is more special than Lawrence. Because I'm actually here and what I'm putting my blood, sweat, sweat and tears into the pit, and I think that's what makes it more special. I mean, it's part of the journey makes it. Yeah, I mean that, that's what brought you here, I guess. <laughs> For sure. All right, this season you guys have some teammates out there. Like I said, we're looking through the window here, and they're they're putting up shots. There are some guys out there that people just hear, know by name. They haven't seen them play yet. What what should people expect from those guys? Not so much you two, but those guys out there this year. They're there are some guys that are going to be keys to this season's yeah. success and some guys that maybe will surprise some fans. Uh, I would start with Zane, Zane Martin. Um, he is going to be a uh, top scorer. I think he can. he's all-around scorer, and he's going to be a handful to guard. Yeah? For sure. All right. Anybody on your mind that will either surprise or just be a key that people need to know about? Uh, like, I, like I said, I don't think it's really, really no surprises, like, I mean, we've pretty much been telling y'all since summer, like, what to expect. And I just think it's finally time. And I think more so people are just going to be excited rather than, you know what I'm saying, surprised. All right. I asked you guys this, and I'll, we can wrap it up on this note. Um, I asked you guys this last month in, in Nevada, and I think you guys have both been asked this a lot. But th- this program is now on a five-year hiatus from the postseason. It hasn't been in the NIT or the NCAA. Obviously, that doesn't affect, you know, you guys weren't a part of a bunch of that. 
but you guys are a part of this year and, and how close is this program to getting back to that? And what pressure do you two guys that have that captain's title and that have that 23 year old veteran leader kind of title? What pressure say, do you feel? I want to say it was pressure. I just say if we just keep doing what we're doing, just listen to the coach and the coaching staff and just keep playing hard and just working hard and keep t- taking that step every day. There's no stopping us. And I truly believe that. What about you? Uh, I mean, like you said, like, like pressure is a word that in my household, like we never, never use because we don't believe in it. But sports writers like that word. Yeah, <laughs> it's us that, that use that word a lot. But I mean, I don't think it's more so pressure. I just think like um, we just know, like you know, what I'm saying we're gonna come. We have to come out and produce every day, and come in every day with the right preparations, with the, from our coaching staff, and just us, like 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 CV said, like I like only person, only people that can stop us is us at this point. And last, then this is two days before the season starts. There's nothing right now about the season that that makes you guys think you guys can't accomplish whatever the goals are. That I will never say we can't do anything, but um, we're just gonna we gotta show you better than we can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> it's about that time, right? Yeah. I mean, you're two days away at <laughs> this point. All right, man. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, good luck this season. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. There you go. There's the conversation I had with Jaquan Lyle and Carlton Bragg. Hope you enjoyed it and try and bring you those throughout the season. And like I said, the season's underway now. We uh, we recording or I'm recording this right now. It's actually early Wednesday morning as the father of a 10 year old girl who uh, has to get up early uh, for the for school in the morning and also a three month old who gets up whenever she wants to get up. I'm uh, I'm on daddy duty in the mornings while mom goes to work in Santa Fe. So I'm I'm up early in the morning and sometimes the only time I get a chance to record these podcasts is really late at night and that's why I'm doing this a Wednesday morning. I say all that because Tuesday night there were already some games played. Let's do a quick rundown though for those who who don't know that a couple weeks ago the preseason Mountain West Conference poll was released at the preseason Mountain West Media Summit in Henderson, Nevada. For the first time in the 21 years of Mountain West existence, this is the 21st season, there was a unanimous preseason number one. Defending co-champion, defending Mountain West tournament champion, Utah State got all 17 media votes in the preseason poll. They are the preseason favorites, of course. They return player of the year, Sam Merrill. They return coach of the year, Craig Smith. They return defensive player and newcomer of the year, Nemias Kata. Now, that's the big question mark. He's the seven-footer that was the real difference maker. Sam Merrill's unbelievable. He's, he's the player of the year for sure. But the difference maker for that team was really the big man in the middle, and he hurt his knee in the offseason. He's not yet even returned to practice yet for Utah State. They say he's going to, but for now, he hasn't. So there's big question marks surrounding this Utah State team that's also a preseason nationally ranked team, ranked number 17 in the AP poll. I'm an AP voter. I have them ranked number 19, but we're in the ballpark of, of what most voters think of Utah State at full health. They're a top 20-ish team. Without the big man in the middle, who knows? Tuesday night, they did beat Montana State, but it wasn't easy. Um, they they kind of struggled. It was a close game throughout. Looked comfortable at the end by the final margin, but make no mistake, that was a tough game for Utah State in their opener. Second place in the preseason Mountain West Bowl, San Diego State. Now that's a team that has a couple newcomers. Malachi Flynn is the uh, is the big the big name really. Washington State transfer. He was also voted by the league's media as the preseason newcomer of the year. Now he's a guy that 
I think both of the both of the new players, Santa Clara uh, graduate transfer KJ Feegan's another guy. Both of them can play point guard for San Diego State. Both of them can score a lot of points. The question for San Diego State's going to be, can they share the ball? There's a lot of guys on that team that want the ball and want to score, and that's the only question mark. Not unlike UNM, frankly. A lot of guys on the UNM roster picked third in the preseason media poll that that just want to score, that, that are offensive players. Zane Martin's a transfer from Towson who averaged almost 20 points a game at his previous stop. Jaquan Lyles, a ball-dominant guard who wants the ball in his hands a lot. You got Carlton Bragg, who who needs to be fed down low in the post as a big man. You got to get him the ball a lot to make him happy. And the guy maybe the the hardest job of all for the Lobo basketball team is J.J. Caldwell, former Texas A&M point guard, who's now with the Lobos, who who's the point guard kind of being asked to to make them all happy. So good luck with that. New Mexico is picked third. They do have the talent. And Vance Jackson, I got to obviously mention Vance Jackson. The way he finished last season. He was looking like maybe what a lot of people thought he should be throughout the year. He had great stats. He's very versatile, fills the stat sheet, can rebound, can pass, can shoot. He looked the part at the end of last year. Going into this year, a little bit quiet. Um, Not a whole lot of conversation right now about about him, but there's no question that he's going to end up with with a stat line that's as good as a whole lot of players in this league, and, and he has a chance at the big season. So, that is the New Mexico Lobos. Those are the guys at the top of the roster there, and they're picked third. Now, familiar names here are picked fourth in the preseason poll at Nevada. Steve Alford, former Lobo coach. Craig Neal, former Lobo coach. Those guys are the now now the uh, top, the head coach and the assist, associate head coach of the Nevada Wolfpack. Well, guess what? Right off the bat, they lost their season opener. The, the start of the Steve Alford era has started with a loss in Reno, ended an 18-game, I believe it is, home winning streak for Nevada Wolfpack and they lost to the Utah Utes in the season opener. Now I picked Nevada fifth in my preseason ballot. The media poll had them fourth, but it's because I think the fourth team that has a chance to be kind of in contention for a league title and, and thus in contention for an NCAA tournament is Boise State. They have a preseason first team all-conference guy in Derek Alston that averaged about 13 points a game last year. Kind of came out of nowhere to do that. He averaged, I think, half a point a game or something like that maybe two points a game two years ago and he's coming on strong lately so Boise State was fifth in the preseason media poll I had him fourth on my ballot and then there's kind of a drop-off I think you'll you you saw it in the point totals for the preseason ballot number six Fresno State they lost their season opener Tuesday night to Oregon then you got UNLV TJ Otzelberger is the the new head coach there they look the their UNLV has been a year away for about six or seven years, so they're a year away. I know their fan base is, is impatient. They want they want to be good right away. It's going to take them a year. Number eight in the preseason poll was Air Force. Now, I have Air Force at number six. They have a preseason all-conference guy in Lavelle Scotty. They have another forward in Ryan Swan, who's as good on, on his best night. He's pretty much as good as... A whole lot of forwards in this league. So they got two really good forwards, a whole lot of experience, probably my favorite coach in the whole league and Dave Pilipovich. And I have them six. The the media poll had them at eighth. Number nine, Colorado State, another preseason first teamer in Nico <clears throat> excuse me, in Nico Carvacho, and led the nation in rebounds last year. He has a chance to do that again, obviously as a senior, but the hope there is that he doesn't have to, that he gets a little more help down in the post this year. Now, at number 10, you got Wyoming. You got the Cowboys, who, who had a really disappointing year last year, but I don't think people realized how injured they were. 
a whole lot of players. I think they missed 135 games to injury. So they won their season opener on on Tuesday night, beat Idaho State at home. And then down at the bottom, the expected um, last place team in this league year in and year out is San Jose State. Are they going to be able to, to finally climb out of the, the cellar? Who knows? Nobody in the media picked them to be. Uh, of the 17 votes, they got the number 11 vote um, in all, on all 17 ballots. So like Utah State at the top was unanimous. San Jose State was also unanimous at the bottom. The preseason All-Mountain West first team was Sam Merrill from Utah State, Derek Alston from Boise State, Lavelle Scotty from Air Force, Nico Carvacho from Colorado State, and Nemias Cato from Utah State. The preseason player of the year picked by the media was Sam Merrill. Freshman of the year was Nevada's K.J. Himes. Preseason newcomer of the year, like I said, was the was Malachi Flynn from San Diego State. Now, just so you know how my ballot differs a little bit. Yes, I picked Sam Merrill as, from Utah State as player of the year. But if Harold, healthy, I think Nemias Cato might just very well take that from his teammate. There's a couple other guys. If, if New Mexico wins the conference or if Boise State wins the conference or if San Diego State wins the conference, they'll probably have the player of the year. That's just sort of how it always happens is the, the best team ends up with the player of the year. So there's some other players in, in the running for that for sure. But Sam Merrill entering the year is, is preseason. He's on a whole lot of national watch lists right now for Naismith and stuff like that. So he's the real deal. Um, he's the best player in this conference entering this season. Freshman of the year, I don't know who it's going to be. I mean, I ended up picking the seven-footer from Fresno State that hardly even played on Wednesday night. They have another freshman, Orlando Robinson, who was probably on his own team maybe the better freshman that I should have picked. Um, the, the media picked K.J. Himes out of Nevada. Could be him. I readily admit that this year, as opposed to a whole lot of other years, I just didn't even know what to do with my freshman of the year pick. As far as newcomer of the year, I am, I'm on board with thinking Jaquan Lyle is going to be that good that he's not only the important piece to the New Mexico Lobo puzzle, but I think he's going to deliver. I think he's going to probably – I ha, I picked New Mexico second in, on my ballot, so I think Jaquan Lyle is going to have a big year, and if I have him on my first team all-conference, as I do, he has to be the newcomer of the year. But this is a league that has a ton of newcomers that could win. Jalen Harris at Nevada, the, he's a Louisiana Tech transfer. He could easily win it. Zane Martin – on the Lobos himself could win it. Now, I, I should note real quick on Jalen Harris. He left um, Tuesday night's loss to Utah with a boot. So who knows maybe if that injury um, lingers, if it, you know, into the season, maybe it hurts his chances. Let's just hope it's not that, that serious. Jalen Harris is a great player, can dunk like crazy, jump out of the gym kind of player. So let's hope it's not too serious for him and we get to watch him play this year. And the other guys that I think have a chance at Newcomer of the Year, K.J. Fegan and Malachi Flynn, as I mentioned, for San Diego State. But also watch out for Donnie Tillman, the Utah transfer that's playing at UNLV. He certainly has a chance. So there you go. Quick rundown of the Mountain West Conference for you in the preseason. Obviously down the road, too, there's, a, there's another team, New Mexico State Aggies, preseason favorites to win the WAC again. Destroyed Western New Mexico in their season opener on Tuesday night. Worth noting, Western New Mexico was picked 18th out of 18 teams in the Lone Star Conference, so Western's going to have a long year. Let's not read too much into any scores the first week, frankly, but New Mexico State, they got a couple key players that uh, I think people are going to start knowing their name around the country, Trevlin Queen being the, the main one. He has he has a shot to make some money, some good money after college playing basketball, and uh, we'll see how good he does. Of course, the Aggies are coming off a 30-win season under Chris Jans. They almost beat Auburn. 
in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Auburn goes on to the Final Four. Aggies bring back almost everybody. They have some injuries now. Terrell Brown, their leading scorer from last year, didn't play Tuesday night. A.J. Harris, he's going to be out for eight weeks, I believe it is. He's going to miss the first Lobo game. I don't know about the second one, but probably going to miss that too. Remember, he went for, I think, 30 points or 31 points against the Lobos last year in the pits. So he's their point guard. Um, the Aggies do have some some injuries going into the season, but we'll see we'll see how that treats them. They have a chance because they return everybody and the whack doesn't look that that powerful or that impressive right now. The the Aggies have a chance to rack up a whole heck of a lot of wins again. They they might win their preseason tournament, the Cayman Island tournament. Nebraska's in it, Colorado State. Nothing that should scare New Mexico State. I think the Aggies are the best team in that in that tournament. If they win that Maybe they start getting some votes for AP Top 25. Who knows? So there's a quick rundown of the season. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you giving me a chance. And uh, if you like it, let me know. Shoot me an email. Let my bosses know. Reach out to me on Twitter. As as most of you know, I'm always on Twitter, always interacting. So let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear. Maybe down the road I'll start doing some mailbag podcasts too where I just try and answer some questions, stuff like that. Thanks for listening. This was episode 20 of the Talking Grammar podcast. Hope to hear from you again soon or hope to join, um, hope to post another podcast with you soon so you can listen to it. Thanks again.